Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. So today we have with us somebody who is doing something that is so fantastic and spectacular and really she is giving a voice to so many people or helping to give a voice to so many people and really turning something that started I, I would imagine as as a personal tragedy for her family into something so positive and amplifying the voice of the people on the island of Cuba. We are here with the founder of Cuba Decide, Rosa Maria Payá. So, gracias por, por estar con nosotros. Por supuesto. Muchas gracias por tenerme. No, no, no. A ti, por favor. And heads up, todo el mundo. Esta entrevista va a ser tremendo Spanglish para traer para adelante. Like, español, big chunks. Otros chunks en inglés. Un poco para traer para adelante. I mean, we're here at Beat Culture. Estamos tomando cerveza de pastelito de guayaba. So, it's... Ya empezamos con el, con el Spanglish hasta con la cerveza. Like, so, it's, you know, we started off on the right foot. But, um, no, de nuevo, gracias por, por estar con nosotros porque... Of course. Sinceramente, you know, estamos hablando un poco antes. Yo y mi, y mi co-host, eh, Darien... Somos cubano-americanos, o sea, él nació en la isla, pero vino hace, cuando tenía seis meses, o sea, en sí, nos criamos aquí. Pero nosotros, aunque estamos, hemos estado criados aquí, siempre nos hemos sentido un orgullo de lo que es ser cubano. Y siempre hemos sentido como que, de cualquier forma que podamos, tenemos que asegurar que esa historia no se nos olvide. Que la gente no, no piense en, oh, Cuba, ese es el paraíso donde va Beyoncé y Jay-Z. You know, it's... Que, Incluso es lindo, I'm sure, yo nunca he ido, pero uh -huh. no, te, no te lo quito que es una isla linda. Pero ese no es el mensaje que debemos de, de necesariamente ver cuando, cuando vemos la historia de Cuba. Yo sé que 
esto inició contigo cuando voy a usar la palabra falleció tu padre eh, Osvaldo Payá yo creo que tú vas a tener otra palabra que falleció eh, él en Cuba era eh, como un I don't know how to explain it pero tal vez nos puedes dar un poquitico más de, de historia he was like kind of a he was a leader of the opposition a, a, but he was opp also thank you opposition leader. leader yes yes mm -hmm. thank you I, tú ves cuando pasa cuando tengo que pensar en español se me olvidan no, las palabras hasta en inglés <laughs> Shoot in English and so, I do my best. No, of course. So, you know, your father was, was an opposition leader, um, and I believe that the name of his his party was, and I do have it written here, guys, the Christian Liberation Movement. Is That's that correct? correct. Um, so he really was an activist on the island, you know, trying to establish another party, you know, opposite the only party that exists there. I don't care what anybody says. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit of, of background on, on who your father was and, and his work? On the island? Yes, as you as you just said, he was a leader of the opposition, but he was actually a civic leader. My father moved movement that mm -hmm. has Christian in the name, but it it was not a confessional movement. It was just mm -hmm. only inspired in in Christian human humanistic values. Okay, okay. Uh, it was and it is a movement that was founded to help the Cuban people demand human rights, demand right. the right to be in a democracy, to right. have a democracy, and in that sense, yes, to break down the, the absolute ruling single role of, sí. the, of, the, of the Cuban Communist Party. Actually, he led the biggest citizen initiative that we know that we know of and during these 63 right. years of dictatorship that was called the Varela Project. Okay. That was actually a bill. He wrote a bill. Your that father. My father. Oh. That required this, uh, it required at least 10,000 signatures in order to be uh, of mandatory discussion in the General Assembly of the dictatorship. So it would be similar to here where you have to obtain a certain number of signatures for something to be put for a vote with an election. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. It's exactly the same. The, the, the difference is that in a totalitarian regime, to do that can cost you your life. Sí, o sea, aquí lo hacemos como que, bueno, agarra el papelito y, y las firmas y allá Exacto. tiene otro... Exacto. Cualquiera que lo escuche aquí puede decir, oh, eso lo hacemos aquí todos los días. Well, try to do it in a totalitarian dictatorship. Right, right, right. And that, that was one of the things that he did to get with many actually with hundreds of Cubans that collect tens of thousands of signatures wow. and they deliver the signatures into the National Assembly of the Dictatorship and Fidel Castro in that moment uh, well accused almost all the collectors of the signatures of um, traders and CIA agents put them in jail o sea, lo, lo mismo de siempre. Exacto. almost all of them but my father And a few years after that, they killed my father. They murdered my father and a, yeah. and a young leader, a, a dear friend of mine, Harold Cepero. He was actually younger than I, younger than me when he was murdered 10 years ago. And that's how the communist regime in Cuba react to a citizen initiative, yeah. to the one that my father led, but 
actually to any citizen sí. initiative. No matter if you want to change the system toward a democracy or have a business of your own, you just cannot do it in Cuba. Yeah. You mentioned that every that in that moment, and maybe maybe I misunderstood, you know, uh, that Fidel Castro had accused basically everyone of treason and traitorous things, except for your father. Knowing what we know now that your father was, for all intents and purposes, I mean, your father's death was, let's say, suspicious at the least, right? Oh, it I was mean, not. We have a lot of evidence that, because, have, yeah. been, that have been... Uh, no, there validated were witnesses. By, there were witnesses y todo. Exactly, sí. by international organizations. Of course, the Cuban regime is going to keep oh, saying no. that it was not, but that's what they do. They lie. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we, for 60-some-odd years, mm -hmm. those people always tell the truth. Mm -hmm. um, why do you think that your father was not lumped in? Do you think it's because they... And, and, and I don't want to bring up anything that's very sad for you, obviously, but do you think that your father was not accused in that moment because... Castro was like, I'm going to take care of this problem in my own way. Or well, do you he said think it. he said it in a in a, a he actually he put it in a book in an interview um, from a from a very fa famous uh, French journalist mm -hmm. Ramonet that asked the same question, and Fidel Castro answered that he had plans for my father. He did it just like that, and it's published, and you can just check it. On his book, uh, forgive my Cien Horas con Fidel. Uh, forgive uh, my French, pero que hijo de la gran puta. Okay. Uh, sí. Porque lo dijo así a alta voz. Sí, exacto. exacto. Jesus Christ. So, that was in 2012 mm -hmm. um, when that happened. And, you know, obviously you grew up with, with your father being this leader of the of, of movement. Did you grow up, you know, did he instill in you, like, this is what we have to do? Or did he try to shield you and your and your brothers like protect you to say like this is what we believe pero ustedes tranquilo para que no se busquen ustedes o sea como un padre protege a sus hijos sabe eh, I don't know si me estoy explicando totalmente te estás explicando muy bien y por supuesto él eh, intentaba protegernos todo el tiempo eh, nunca al costo de eh, nuestra libertad ok yo agradezco mucho y es algo que lo he dicho muchas veces Um, many of my friends in the school, I mean, in Cuba, almost everybody is against the regime. To, to, to say so is a different sin, of course. But my, my, my friends at the university or in high school, they used to tell me that I was lucky because uh, their parents, out of fear, used to tell them what you say in your house, you cannot repeat it at the school. Right. And my father used to tell me and my brothers, okay, you say whatever you want and we'll see. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Your father believed hardcore. I mean, we were privileged in a sense. We, yeah. were, we had the privilege of, of growing up as free persons in the midst of a prison. Sí, o sea, se criaron libres cuando no había libertad. That's, that, there's a... There, hay una poesía en eso, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. como que you guys, your father and your mother, I'm sure, to mm -hmm. an extent as well, mm -hmm. you know, really allowed you guys to grow up in an, in an environment where you felt free to express yourselves. Totally, totally. Yeah. And that's very difficult in Cuba. That's actually one of the big tragedies of our history and it's not just the misery that the, that a, just 
a very despicable dictatorship has caused to our people. Is the human damage. Right. Is what what communism actually does to you is that the fear is so big that you start to simulate. So your your words and your actions are not anymore the result or, or the consequence of, of your feelings, your decisions, your will, but the result of your fear. Right. That's dramatic. That's that wow. I never I never heard it put that way, but it makes total sense, you know? And I, so in twenty twelve you, you come to the US and I have to say, girl, you hit the ground running. Like you got this country and you were like, you know what? Me pongo las pilas y pa'lante. Because from then on, I mean, in 2013, you addressed the United Nations Human Rights Council. In 2015, you went to the Summit of the Americas. In 2016, you addressed the Geneva Summit for Human Rights and Democracy. I mean, damn it, woman, congratulations. <laughs> like, you have not stopped. And, and it's so freaking impressive. And what I love about it more than anything is, and you touched on this right now, Many times for me growing up, right, you heard about what happened in Cuba. Qué tristeza, que nos tuvimos que ir, que perdimos todo, right? Eso tiene su nivel de, de, de tristeza and, and trauma y, y todo lo otro. I don't take that away from anybody. But you have taken the angle of, yes, that's horrible, and I, and I, I, I feel for everyone, but let's focus on the human rights element. Because I feel like that's something that people cannot argue on you, right? Because they should. Well, bueno, in theory, <laughs> exactly. in theory, uh -huh. estás enfocado en algo que you can also turn around and point to other countries and be like, look, it's this is what's happening here too. Exactly. You know, and, and it gives a, a, a focal point that I think people sometimes miss necessarily. Mm -hmm. Did you arrive at that? How did you arrive at, at your decision to be like, este es el enfoque que le voy a dar? I I have to say that was my father's approach to ese era el enfoque del proyecto Varela no es if you analyze it it's not actually politic it's it's basic it's it's, it's, it's much human. more basic it's human. than that exactly it's human and and human rights are in the core of uh, of that message and as you said it's just it's an argument that nobody should be against um, too, but reality is that the propaganda of the of the Castros, mm -hmm. and I said Castros like uh, I personalize it because the propaganda is very personal. It's about his figure, uh, and That's true. it's it's his face or at least his beard, the one that is in the t-shirts. Cuando no es el leche. Exactly. Sí. Or even worse. Siempre es un, siempre or, es un bigote, sí. Exactly. Sí, sí, siempre es, siempre es eh, pelo facial. But, yeah, I mean, as it sounds. Um, and there are just two bloody murders, right? Yeah, one of two of many. Yeah, two of many. Uh, that many in the international community, maybe also in our community, uh, are confused about just for putting in the nicer possible way that my Spanglish allows me. 
I love that. You're giving the benefit of the doubt. You're like, let's assume there's confusion. Yes, I mean, we know that there is a lot of intention behind those campaigns for mm-hmm. the, from the part of the regime that is very big in propaganda. But there is also, or at, at least you are able to find well or good intentioned people that actually believe those lies. And that's not, that does not justify them. They are justifying murders. And that's wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, now that you bring it up, I I did want to touch on that because as I was mentioning to you before, before we started the interview, one of the things that we've experienced is whenever we put something, you know, showing what's happening over there, be it, you know, the July 11th protests or you know, talking about the realities of what, you know, Darian's family has experienced or what my family, you know, whatever it is. There's always these trolls on the internet, right, who show up. It's almost like they're just waiting, yes, right? Yes. They will show they up. They are. They are, right? <laughs> they show up and it's just like, you know, oh, you're lying. Oh, that's because your family was rich and you're sad that you can't be rich anymore. Oh, my God. Your family was and, rich. That's oye, a big one. ¿Tú sabes cuántos millonarios hubiera estado en Cuba? Vaya. Es que, please, sign me up, okay? My favorite is the one that all of a sudden, a word that I had heard growing up, has now become weaponized by some of these trolls. Gusano. Yeah. De pronto. O sea, esa palabra jamás y nunca lo... Vaya, yo lo oí. Historias que decía mi abuela que cuando ella se estaba preparando para venir, there were people who would call her, you know, Gusana. She was mm-hmm. walking on the street. So I have a very personal connection to mm-hmm. that word. If you call me that, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm proud of that. And, what's your, and what? Right? <laughs> You're, you mean it as an insult, but I'm not going to take it that way mm-hmm. because I'm wearing it as a badge of honor. Where the hell did all this come from? All, I feel like all of a sudden, after, you know, el 11 de julio, it's almost like, ya, de pronto, todo mundo se, quote unquote, educó. Yeah. En estas mm-hmm. cosas. Exactly. Like, yeah, it, 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 it just um, adds up, right? It, it's weird, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like cannot be spontaneous, año, right? Right? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, at risk of uh, being called conspiranoic, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I do believe, uh, and I do believe because I have seen that. I have seen the influence and the interference, to be honest, of the of the Cuban regime in other countries, and also okay. also here in the states. Just to give you an example, a personal anecdote. Okay. I study physics in Havana University. Oh my God! All this, and you're freaking smart too. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I had to study a lot. I could never study physics. You're smart. Well, <laughs> no matter what you're studying in Cuba, you are forced to have to. You are forced to take Marxism or at least uh, political economics, which is uh, AKA for Marxism. My my Marxist teacher at the mm. university was a person that belonged to the 26th movement, that was the violent movement that took yeah. power in, in 1959, mm-hmm. the, the movement of Fidel Castro. And she, every year, she visited universities here in the United States. My Marxist teacher, my teacher, my, my teacher of Marxism, of political economics, I mean, if, if something has been proved to be just grown is the economy <laughs> yes. in socialist countries, right? Yes, it never the, works. The, exactly. Right. The economy in a, in a communist country. Well, this person, every year, every year, traveled to U.S. It, 
Ivy League uh, universities right. to teach, to give conferences. How do you explain that to me? What does that person has of value to offer to, uh, to young folks starting here? I don't know. But is there is a plan in a, a, from the Cuban regime to just, well, educate is the word that we can use, but mm -hmm. just to spread propaganda, not mm -hmm. only in social media, as you probably just faced with the trolls, but also in the universities, and they can do it. I mean, I cannot travel freely when I was in Kuwait, couldn't, but that teacher of mine, she could. Aunque estaba contra los Yankees. Exactly. Right, right. Porque estaba contra los Yankees. Right, right, right. Yeah, he actually, that's a very good observation, by the way. She was very anti-American, very against, um, actually, democratic values, but she was welcome in this country to teach in the universities. Uh, while those that were actually freedom-loving people in the island just couldn't travel, couldn't, couldn't get out. I mean, I will say, I, I, I do believe that universities is a place where I completely disagree with her, what she's saying. But oh, no, of course. I mean, but let's have her there. But I, but my, but what I was where I was going with this was, you know, then what happens is you get these, you know, as we like to call them, you know, Chad from Connecticut, who, you know, as he's sitting in his Starbucks with his MacBook and his iPhone and his air conditioning is like, capitalism's the worst. God, Cuba's perfect, and it's like, you know what? That's very easy to say when you have the option of what you want to do. Meanwhile, they never go and do the option that they think is so wonderful. That's the sin. That's the sin. It's, of course, it, it, that it, the it's, point it's is bullshit. not the point is not do not mention those ideas in the university. The point is how the Cuban regime is or have been implementing a very systematic plan to put in the in the universities in this country and let me not Start to talk about Latin America. Oh, those, my God. Those, it, it's, those, it's a virus. The, those very specific ideas uh, that, I mean, in my personal opinion, happen to be wrong. But just forget about my opinion and look at the reality in Cuba. See, and the, the numbers. Amount, the, 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 the immense amount of human misery that that regime has provoked. Well, I suppose that that human misery and human suffering was absent in the conferences that oh, my teacher gave. Oh, of course. There's, there was no human cost in mm -hmm. her analysis, mm -hmm. or his analysis. I don't know if it was a man or a woman. Oh. A lady. <laughs> a lady, okay. <laughs> so what I find even more, I mean, I'm in awe of you. I think you are fantastic, everything you are doing and, and getting the message out. You go back to the island. You travel back and forth. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Woman. You got some, I'm going to be very blunt, you got some balls on you. <laughs> like, how do you do that? Do you well, not... I, I did it, I did it for a while. I, I tried to do it, to, I, I, I actually tried to do it last November and the regime just denied a fly. Uh, oh, okay, okay, so. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to return in the, in but the when you were, immediate future. Well, when you did, were, were you, I mean, I guess maybe not because of the way you grew up with, with your father, right? Mm-hmm. Were you scared were you frightened were you worried that you know they they could just because let's face it over there they don't need a reason to lock you up no they don't <laughs> they actually, ju- you, you just show up and they'll, they'll put you in jail because well actually they already presented charges against oh. me but i have many friends in uh, at jail right now many there sure. are more than one thousand political prisoners in cuba many of them underage i mass the mil presos políticos en cuba and yes many of them underage. I, that means that there are more political prisoners in Cuba than in the rest of the Americas all add up. In toda Latin America? Yes. You can add all the political prisoners in the hemisphere. You're not going to get to the amount of political prisoners that Cuba has. It's just... The, the, you, the comparison can be can all, only be established with countries as Iran... See? Well, now China, that of course, right? Yeah, yeah. But look at how look at how extreme we have to go to find the example. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's the situation in Cuba, right. that and that's how, and that's why it's so frustrating when you find people here trying to defend that uh, that that bloody regime. Absolutely. I want to bring up something that you know uh, your your father said. Um, in a in a 2000 because I, I tell you I did my research I did some, I did some homework um, in a 2000 editorial for the Miami Herald he was stating as saying lifting the embargo won't solve the problems of the Cuban people maintaining it is no solution either this was kind of tied to the fact that he also kind of kept a distance from and correct me if I'm wrong obviously mm-hmm. from Cuban political groups based here in the US because his focus was making sure that the people on the island were the ones making the change is is that is that a fair assessment uh, I don't think that my father was trying to to keep any distance mm-hmm. actually he and maybe that's the wrong word but keeping the focus no, 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 on no, the I'm, island I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to correct what, oh, you, okay. what you said <laughs> sorry I, uh, no uh, no please do not apologize uh, just just to say what is in my mind right now um, the thing is that the embargo sí. is, has always been the excuse Right. Uh, that the propaganda found to prevent solidarity from the international community. Anything that goes wrong is el embargo. Exactly, exactly. Le echan la culpa de todo al famoso bloqueo, right? So my father was just trying to say, hey, the drama here 
is not a foreign law from a foreign country. The drama here is a dictatorship that has kidnapped the human rights that belong to the Cuban people. That's the real message behind those words. And by the way, those words are actually, are literally true. As the problem is not United States, the solution right. is not United States. <laughs> right. The right. solution is to support the end of that dictatorship, which is the same thing of supporting the human rights for the Cuban people. And in that sense, of course, the United States has something to do and some options to to take. No, that I mean, that makes total sense. I, I love how you put it. You're like, it's not the embargo. So if you take the embargo away... Okay, ahora, ahora, que, ahora que es la razón. Exactly. Who, exactly. Who's the big bad wolf? Exactly. Exactly. You know? exactly. Anyway, that's not to say, and now that it's not my father talking, it's Rosa Maria <laughs> talking. That's not to say that to give credit to those criminals is going to be of any help for the Cuban people. Claro. Actually, it's going to be the opposite. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a, it's a catch-22. I'll say, uh, exactly. you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Mm. Yes. But and I want to be very, very, very clear on that. My opinion is that the um, embargo, which is basically right now uh, the prevention from uh, or, or the prevention to give credit to the Cuban military in American banks, mm -hmm. I do think that to give money to the Cuban military is to give resources to the repressors of the Cuban people. Resources that are going to be invested in repression of my friends that are in jail. See, the cycle's going to continue. It's not going to... Uh, oh, something something big is happening upstairs. I don't know. I don't know. I think they all, they all just agree with you on, on your point. That's what it is. No, Maybe a, it's that. There's a, there's a fantasy football thing going on upstairs oh, uh, at, at the culture. But I like to think that if they heard you, they'd agree. Uh -huh. <laughs> so... You you touched upon um, you know how this is this ideology ideology for lack of a better word has really started to take root in Latin America. Um, specifically, I think we just recently with, with Colombia, mm -hmm. you know, have seen it take root. We saw in, in Nicaragua, Venezuela, ni hablar. I I I know that recently, um, I think it was June of this year, there was you know there was a protest uh, that that you were part of in Los Angeles. Same. And there was also, you know, Venezuelans, Nicaraguans. It was it was not just, you know, a quote unquote Cuba march protest, mm -hmm. right? Do you think that that's key to any significant change happening? Which is to say, there's strength in numbers. Where you know, you've been pointing and saying, look, this is what's happening in Cuba, but nobody's listening. But now you've also got the Venezuelans saying, it's also happening here. And the Nicaraguans come in and say, it's also happening here. Do you think that that's something that that is benefit Again, strength in numbers. Like if everybody's starting to talk about how like, guys, this is happening everywhere. It's insanity. This is the reality. And it's not just Cuba anymore. It's not those crazy Cubans. It's everybody. Do you think that's that's something that, that is key to, to moving forward? It is, but it's also just a consequence. It is a consequence, uh, we like it or not, <laughs> um, useful or not, it is a consequence of... Actually, it's the consequence for the international community, especially the democracies of the Americas, for having tolerated for six decades 
That's insane. I can't, I can't, a, a dictatorship, a communist dictatorship in the island of Cuba. I mean, you can definitely, definitely affirm that you wouldn't be talking about the collapse of the democracy in Venezuela without the action of the Cuban regime. Oh, for sure. Actually, all the military counterintelligence of Venezuela is Cuban. They are in each, in each secretariat, in each ministry of Venezuela, there are a Cuban delegate there, mm -hmm. right to the minister. Right. Right to the secretary. There is a Cuban delegate. It is actually, it's kind of an occupation. <laughs> it is. And <laughs> That's I, and such I, a great I, way to put it. I, I know that that sounds crazy, but it's Pero, just reality. Just check out the, yeah. the reports of the OAS. Check those out. It's just a reality, as it is a reality that the, that the Cuban military is in the detention centers and in the torture centers in Nicaragua, as it is a reality that, check this out, the, um, the constitutional government in Bolivia, the last government in Bolivia, mm -hmm. they opened the archives. Okay. So now we know that from, I believe that the number was 705, Supposedly, doctors, Cuban doctors working on in Bolivia, four hundred and ninety-seven were not medical graduates. Four hundred and ninety-seven. No, they were just Cuban intelligence agents. Sí. So the investment that the Bolivian state made in in public health mm -hmm. was actually made on the interference of a foreign country that is actually a very <laughs> a, a, a very non-democratic pro-totalitarian regime and that's just Bolivia see that's the only one we know of exactly yeah exactly. It, it's funny you, you mentioned you know the, the doctor thing right because everybody always likes to point to like oh Cuban doctors go all over the world oh you know the literacy rate oh and it's like yeah guys but like You talk about a doctor in Cuba as if you're talking about a doctor in Canada, in the U.S., in England. They don't have a choice. Well, I would challenge the yeah guys too. Because the reality is that Cuba has one of the most murderous COVID outbreaks yep. in the world. Yep. I mean, just check what the, the Economist just published the first week of August. Cuba had at least... At least 62,000 deaths during the most intense period of COVID. It, that, that means that Cuba had more or less 550 deaths per 100,000 people. Wow. That's, do you know what is the media in, in the Americas? From Canada to Chile, 336. So, una isla has more has than 550, almost the double. Almost double almost than the double. whole of the Americas. That's the whole of the Americas, including the United States. An island that has 11 million persons. So there was something very wrong on the propaganda about the Sorry. healthcare system that they That's have so been selling to the international community. Yeah, and and you mentioned the the COVID deaths, and I, you know, for those of us who know, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
really that was one of the main reasons that we had like the July 11th protests. I mean, it, it, it was like a tapa pomo, right? Like mm-hmm. it was just like things were bad, things were bad, things were bad, and then we've got this situation going. You know, we've we had that we've had the San Isidro movement, which I can never say San Isidro, so I'm mm-hmm. glad I said it right. Um, you know, do do you see based on you know? I feel like you are more educated in these matters than the average person, just because this is you you you're so involved with it. Do you see these movements as the the beginning of something as we all as we all felt and hoped and prayed when it started last year or do you think it's just the latest in 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 baby steps? Well, I definitely wouldn't call July 11 a baby step. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but um but no, and I do believe that the Resistance of the Cuban people to the communist regime began in 1959. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we have to talk about so many people, so many people that dedicated their life to change Cuba and that were mm-hmm. killed in the, in the fire squads yeah. in the 60s or, well, imprisoned for decades in Cuba or the... Human rights movement that began in the in the in the in the in the eighties and that have developed till today. Right. Uh, having said so, I truly believe that there is a before and after July eleven. We are in a we are in the next step. Okay. We are we are in any in any revocable stage. The Cuban people have said we're done. We're fed up. Right. We want change. We we have seen that. During the whole year, we definitely saw it in July 11, 2021, and we saw it yesterday in Nuevitas, come away in, in the in the yeah. in the center east of the island, hundreds of Cubans during the night demanding freedom, chanting libertad. That's See, they're not chanting embargo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are not talking. They don't give a shit about it. They. I'm sorry. No, no. We've we've said worse <laughs> by all means. Uh, they they just want freedom. Right. Uh, I mean, we just want freedom. Queremos libertad. And Lo más básico. It's about time. So I, I, I want to start wrapping up, but mm-hmm. I, I obviously want to talk about Cuba de Cide. Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to read um, the description of Cuba de Cide from your own website mm-hmm. because I loved it. I may start crying. Um, just letting you know ahead of time in case it happens. You don't think it's something weird happened. Um Cuba de Cire is a citizen initiative that works to change Cuba's political system and the rule of law. We are Cubans on the island and around the world, along with international friends who together work tirelessly to achieve a peaceful change. The threats made by the regime will not paralyze us. Fear does not dominate us. We fight for a democratic Cuba, and we are closer than ever to achieving that goal. That is beautiful, first of all. Um, so kudos. I don't know if you wrote it. Kudos to whoever wrote that. That was gorgeous. It was actually a collective effort. It was. As it should be. Mm-hmm. And you brought up collective effort. So, you know, I, I, I bring it up as to say, obviously, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Guadalajara, but, you know, as an organization, obviously your main goal is to bring attention to what's happening to the human rights violations on the island. What is it that we can do to get involved you know how how can we help spread that awareness or fundraising or you know again i I, i'm just throwing a wide Mm -hmm. net 
what is it that we can do to help spread the gospel of Guadalcide, <laughs> right? Well, thank you so much for that question. In first place, I think that what you're doing right now is already a step and a big one. Thank you so much for giving us your platform. Uh, and Cuba just as you read it, it's an initiative to change the system in Cuba. It's not a political party. It's not even an organization. It's a platform. Actually, we work with them, with the most part of the or of the opposition movements on on mm -hmm. the island. They are part of this platform because we are just we share a unity of of purpose, right? Which is freedom, which is the change of the system, which is to start a transition process in Cuba towards democracy. And in that sense, uh, this is a Cuban effort, and Cuban is everybody that feels that way. But it is especially everybody that has been or, or, or was born here in the state, just because of the dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, as that's true. If not, I would have been born on the island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As your case, yeah. uh, Ismael, yeah. tú eres cubano, tan cubano como yo. <laughs> your 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 parents are Cuban, and and you, tú hubieras nacido en Cuba. <laughs> no, <laughs> si no yeah. fuera por Fidel Castro y el movimiento 26 de julio, right? So you also have a right to uh, impact that that reality especially when that demand is coming from ev from everywhere mm -hmm. but mostly from uh, from the island so what you can do uh, first thing help us spread the the word there is a platform there is a movement there is a th there is actually a path that we can follow to change that system that requires action from the island but also requires action from the international community and each one of you could become an agent of change talking with your congressman with your congresswoman with your senator with your freaking president to make them do what is coherent and what is useful for the freedom of the cuban people of course this effort requires a lot of resources so fundraising is a big part of it you can Always hit our <laughs> website, cubadecide.com, cubadecide.com or .org. And, uh, and they can follow you on Instagram. You can follow Cubadecide and, and myself on Instagram in each platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are TikTok, I believe. We are uh, wow. cubadecide or just arroba Rosa Maria Paya. And... Um, there are several actions that can be taken first for the citizens, for the citizens of this country. Some of them, as your case, are also Cubans um, and, and can help yourself and the Cuban people to walk toward that path that we, that we have to walk. In order to be, in order to be, to be free, that requires action from the go from this government, from the governments of the Americas, that require resources and that require your voices. Yeah. Well, 
we try to keep our voices as, as loud as we possibly mm-hmm. can. I feel very bad for whoever runs your Twitter account because <laughs> Twitter is, as I always say, a cesspool of humanity and horrible people. <laughs> so I can't even imagine the abuse that you guys must get on Twitter. I I, I feel like I should apologize on behalf of someone <laughs> we because also, it's horrible. We also get a lot of love. It's like, it's, oh, but Twitter, yeah. Twitter's bad. Uh, yeah, it's... it's it's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a nice way to put it. It's aggressive. You know, it's not full of horrible trolls. It's aggressive. They have a lot of trolls, yes. Yeah, it, it's pretty trolls. bad. It's pretty mm-hmm. bad. But Rosa Maria, again, thank you so much for A, taking the time to speak with us, but more importantly, for for being an agent of change. You know, like I said earlier, I, you know, you, after going through the experience that your family experienced, you know, the the, the, the death of your father... I don't know that many people would have the strength to say, you know what? Now, me buscaste, ahora me encontraste. You know, and now I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in your damn face, and I'm gonna be a voice. I'm gonna be the biggest pain in your ass that you've ever seen. I don't know that people would have that initiative, but thank God that you did. Well, not everybody had my father either. Yeah, that's that's also very true. So I just want to again, I just want to thank you for for stopping by and for doing what you do and and. Anything that we can do to help continue to amplify the voices of the people on the island to make sure that they get the human rights that they deserve, that they are entitled to as just human freaking beings, mm-hmm. you have my number. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Muchas gracias, Ismael. And, and, and for you and to everybody that is listening, just join the movement. Yep. Just you heard her. Movement. Be an agent of change, mm-hmm. people. All right. Bueno, gracias. 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 Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.